The date is August 26th, and the podcast is called Podsiden. Adam is a graduate student at SOAS. Oh. He performed his undergraduate work at the University of Southern California, yeah. whose football team is far superior to that of the University of Texas. Mm, I'd say that's true. <laughs> I, I mean, we could, we, could do, we could do these sorts of introductions, right? You certainly can. Adam, did you have something you wanted to – you mentioned you might have your own introduction. Um, I don't have anything in particular to say about myself other than that my undergraduate degree was indeed performed. It was a performance. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, your, your thesis was you, you got up in front of a board right. and you did some interpretive dance. Absolutely. Um, you channeled it's... the waves, the energy, the air, the motion. Was, mm-hmm. You're channeling that. Right. I mean, that's that's how I felt when I was doing the qualifying exam here, to be honest. You know, it mm-hmm. was – and I was talking to – Adam, I was talking to this old professor from SC, and he quit, and I was talking to him in March, and he uh, – I was like, Professor, we got to do something about this quals thing. It's terrible, right? It's uh, – I feel like they're not they're not really seeing how I'm thinking. They're they're watching me put on a show, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a performance. And he goes he, – he stops. He looks at me. He goes, all of life is a performance. Yep. How true is that, though? Yeah, yeah. Real, oh, real man. deep, real deep. And kind of gets into the, right into the meat of the human experience. Yeah, yeah. I think it was I think it was Getty Lee who said, "All the world's indeed a stage, and we are merely players." Was that him? Was that somebody else? Was that not Shakespeare? In fact, that's Shakespeare. Well, Shakespeare used it, but it was originally Getty Lee, I think. Okay, yeah, you're probably right about that, since Shakespeare yeah. lived more recently than Getty Lee. That's true. So anyway, this has been uh, the Tyra Banks show, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, Tyra Banks, is she here? Tyra Banks is on the program now. Hey, girl! <laughs> That's what they say. That's what they say on the Tyra Banks program, I think. That's a bit Ryan Gosling to me. <laughs> Ryan Gosling? Yeah. <laughs> you want to explain the goof, or should we just steamroll right past it? Well, you know, hey, girl. Oh, that whole thing. Uh, is that going on still? Well, yeah, and, you know, there's also... Um... <laughs> Adam's like, well, yeah, I run the blog, and... Well, uh, speaking of such things, there's a mock Twitter account called Paul Ryan Gosling. Okay. Which is just sort of I think I heard about this. Whoever is running the account just sort of posts, just sort of mocks what Paul Ryan says and prefaces everything with, hey, girl. Hmm. I had a question oh. for you guys about Twitter. Maybe you guys can help me out with this. Um... I'm reading wait, about. Why, wait, why would you assume that? Do either one of us have a Twitter account? I know that you're probably both more connected to the world than I am. But what I'm reading uh, about is. I mean, that... I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. Will. I mean, I'm a PhD student of ancient okay. and obscure languages. I'm not sure right. if, if I qualify as more connected to the world. You have a Twitter account. So I do. Wait, you do? Wait, Adam, you do? Well, you apparently do too. Yeah, you both do. Oh. I just, I just Google both your names and found it. Oh, that means I have one. <laughs> unbeknownst to you (laughs) well listen what i'm reading about is that olympic athletes i guess young olympic athletes are all on twitter now and this is the first presumably this is the first olympics where twitter has been a thing this is the twitter olympics a twitter a twitter olympics and but i'm reading about how a lot of them are being harassed on twitter and they are being forced to close their accounts and the the piece i was reading paints it as like a, a situation where the athletes are being abused by Twitter trolls. And I, I really, I'm having a hard time summoning any, any sympathy for them because... Who, who are we talking about? I hope people are not doing this to like, you know, anyone on the gymnastics team. I mean, you know, they two weeks ago captured the heart of a nation and 
They deserve is that, is every that, bit of that. Is that what they did? <laughs> okay. The I'm I'm just I'm having a hard time understanding why someone being harassed on Twitter is a isn't that what it's for? Like it is for people to get at you anonymously and publicly. No, no, and, no. Twitter is just to talk about yourself constantly. Yeah, and then but you can send messages to people, and so I guess certain Olympic athletes were being verbally harassed on there. And are now dropping out, and it's like a uh, we're supposed to feel sorry for them because of that. And I can't summon that sympathy. I just can't. I don't understand it. Do you? I mean, maybe because I don't participate in it, I can't understand it. Am I missing something here? Well, I, again, I think it depends on who we're talking. I, I mean, if someone is harassing poor little Michaela Maroney or Gabby Douglas or Allie Raceman, right? I, you know. Oh, I sure. Yeah, all them. <laughs> no, like, I mean, you know, or like Lolo Jones. Like, these are wonderful people. Is that a person? Is that have... a real person? Lolo Jones? Yeah, I don't know any. Yeah, that's a real, that's a human being? Yeah, so she was supposed to do really well. She she runs, she's a hurdler, and everyone thought she was going to do great, but she came in fourth. Ah, oh, Lolo, uh, God, you let us down. Yeah, but I mean. No heart of the nation for she's, her. Well, <laughs> uh, well. She she still has captured the heart of the nation. One because she's very pretty, and two, sure, uh, because she does uh, ads for McDonald's. Right, and nothing says America like big old fat greasy burgers. Yeah, yeah. I I may or may not uh, have made three McDonald's stops in the course of a week when I was at home last month. Two of those might have been at midnight or past midnight and involve uh, ice cream cones off the dollar menu. <laughs> um. Let me tell you about something health-related, though. Kato, you probably won't know this about me. Hey, is it true that you can't smell things? <laughs> <laughs> well, that is, that is true. That's a true thing. That's a true statement. That's ridiculous. So you spent third grade just being harassed by your teachers and um, the whole time. Yo, no, no, Miss Williams, I really cannot smell anything. It's like, you know what? You going to keep acting out. We're going to send you straight to the principal's office. And, you know, there was a lot of that going on. No, I, I have a story I tell about first grade where... I was asked to we – we were, I don't know why we were learning how to smell things in first grade. Normally you do like, like what letters and numbers. But everyone in the class was being asked to smell an orange. Mm. The teacher was bringing the orange around to every student in the class and saying, hey, smell this, which I, I, now I realize is not really very academic and like how first grade should be going. But I guess at the time the strangeness of it didn't occur to me. So she gets to me and she says, hey, smell this, and I – I don't really know what that means, so I, I breathe in around – with my nose around the orange, thinking that that is the technique. That's what I see everybody else doing. Wait, sorry. You're in first mm-hmm. grade and you don't know what it means to smell something? In, what I mean is the way uh, a blind person doesn't understand what color is, I have no idea what I'm supposed to be detecting. Oh, okay. Like your parents never talk to you about smells. I mean I know what – I know that when you breathe in around something, the world changes for you. Yes, it's it's called it's like one of the senses, dude. It is like one of the senses in that it is one of the five senses. But I didn't. But I don't have it, so I didn't. I didn't understand what I was supposed to be detecting. Mm. She uh, she said, "Smell the orange," and I said, I, okay, "I don't know how." And she thought I was being disruptive and uncooperative, and so she sent me. She like made me. She sent me to the timeout chair or whatever. Right. And I and I but I had no I. Didn't, I couldn't smell anything. I didn't know what to do. You know, I think, I think that's pretty insensitive. That's kind of like, you know, doing the same thing to somebody who's blind or right. deaf and, you right. know, sending them to timeout for sort of... Did I have a lawsuit on my hands, do you think? 
Absolutely. No, you don't have a lawsuit because you're not <laughs> blind or deaf. Being okay. blind or deaf is a real thing. Not having a smell is not a thing. That's a fake. That's a fake. <laughs> actually, actually, this is um, apparently like a pretty decent percentage of men don't have a sense of smell. And I am a man. And Will is a, a very manly man, so of course he doubly doesn't have a sense And what of about smell. the ranch dressing, though? Ay, ay, ay. Ay, 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 ay. I mean... So, wait a minute. So you can't smell anything, yet you love ranch dressing. Are those two mutually inclusive? <laughs> well, I'm trying to wonder if ranch dressing has any smell. Like, so your love of ranch dressing has nothing to do with its smell. My love of all foods has to do with their taste. Oh, really? I know. That's pretty no, crazy. No, no, like, pretty crazy, I know. No, no, but a lot of times, like... You like food because of the way it smells, you know, like, oh, no, I, do- like, no, I, I don't. Can... <laughs> I smell chocolate chip cookies, you know, and oh, it's, it is evoking all these wonderful memories of when I was a kid. No. Okay. No, I mean, that's just, no, that's, that's not the case. You were talking about hamburgers, though? Oh, hamburgers, oh, like Lolo Jones. Yeah, so you had a Lolo Jones hamburger recently. No, I had the, no, I had the ice cream. Oh, you had an ice, a Lolo Jones ice cream. Lolo Jones was not involved. I don't think she would approve of ice cream, to be honest. Because she's a gymnast. She's, an, she's, she's, a, uh, she's a hurdler. She's a hurdling gymnast. No, I don't know if she does the gym. So here's my question about, like, runners and, like, hurdlers and stuff. Okay, we can answer what, that for you because we're, we are experts on that. Okay, wonderful. Uh, how come their arms are so jacked? They don't use their arms to do anything. Well, when you run, your arms, again, I'm not speaking from first-hand experience, but I think your arms move up and down slightly. Maybe they flex as they're running. Is that, a, is that a technique? Is that a thing? Yeah, but they have, like, very nice definition in their, like, delts and triceps. and. Well, maybe it's because they know they're going to be on international TV and they sure. don't want to look sort of all out of proportion with huge quads and calves and really skinny upper bodies. Not to mention international Twitter. I, exactly. And, and therefore, you know, the potential for abuse by... What do, they, what do they call people who have Twitter accounts? Well, this article described them as Twitter trolls. Twitter trolls, yeah. No, those are the people who, those are the people who do bad things on Twitter. You call those people trolls. I don't get painting like a human interest story about the plight of the Twitter athlete. I get, I, 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 I don't know, I just, just block them. Can't you block people on Twitter? Like, isn't that the solution? But like, so again, you expect like a 16-year-old girl. So one of the big things yes. during this past Olympics was, uh, you know, Gabby Douglas was 16 and won the goddamn all-round medal for uh, for gymnastics. That's <laughs> what the actual event is called: synchronized goddamning. G- yeah, <laughs> she won the goddamn thing, and uh-huh. yeah. again, in the process, inspired a nation. And half the country, all they could talk about was how much they didn't like her hair. They thought her hair looked bad when she was uh, competing. And I, you know, it's like, come on now. That's rough, rough game. Yeah, come on, she just won a goddamn gold medal mm-hmm. in the goddamn event. Yeah, I mean, you know, something else that bothered me. I, I mean, I read this on the on the deal on the YouTube machine, and um, sure. So I have the YouTube machine to take me places on the web, kind of like I have the driving machine to take. Oh, you have your own? You have your own at your place? A YouTuber? You have your own YouTube machine at your place? I thought they were expensive. Oh no, no. Well, I mean, they're like a thousand bucks. Oh, you got you got the knockoff. I see. Okay, that's cool. You get the generic. I mean, if you want to go to the YouTuber, some. You can you can go to I mean you just go to the Google or you know you go to the Google you dial in YouTube and you can get to YouTube right like uh, it's, I'm it's still pretty... not sure quite how all that works but okay I'll, I'll run with it yeah just make sure your uh, your connection is set to the right deal I don't I don't really know Some, something like that yeah I don't know I'm sure there's I'm sure there's a lowercase I in front of all of it so just I think I might be missing out on something because my um, YouTube machine is currently room size. 
It's room size? <laughs> no, that's the that's the non-generic. That's the that's the actual name brand YouTube. That's why it takes up an entire room. I see. It's a condenser YouTube machine. Okay, so again, so I was reading this thing on the YouTuber or on the YouTube machine and it's this thing called Face Keenies. Did you hear about this? No. Uh, let's see. Face Keeny craze hits China Beach as swimmers try to avoid tan. And they got these these pictures of these women on the beach and they're wearing these wetsuits, but then over their faces, like over their heads, it's it's like a it's like a skin tight. Adam, what's the right word? Is it hijab? Is that the right word? Yeah. Is yeah. that why 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 are we asking me? All <laughs> all you can because you're an expert. You're an expert on the face kini is what he means. You have many of them and you wear them frequently. <laughs> they have little holes for their eyes. They have a little hole for their mouth, and they have two little holes for nostrils. And you know, I'm sorry, but that sounds a little bit more like you know those ski masks that like bank robbers and terrorists. Yeah, dude, no, that's faces. exactly what it looks like. It, the, it says in the order, the styles and colors of the mask suggest a huge happy beach party attended by some lesser superheroes, Mexican wrestlers. I was going to say. Few- I was going to say it, it sounds a lot like a luchador situation. Yeah. It's so creepy to me. Like, if I ever saw a freaking pink-headed or turquoise-headed person walking around on my beach, I don't like. I, I wouldn't know what you to call do. Homeland Security. I would assume a that they were French Canadian, and then when I heard they were speaking Chinese, I would, I would probably start crying. I see. I mean, there's no. <laughs> I, I don't have an explanation for you about the face, Kini, other than I endorse anything that makes people put masks on. And that might actually get me out to the beach, is people in masks. You know, given that beaches are frequented usually for people to get tans, I'm not necessarily sure why you would then go to one and take, go to all that trouble to not get a tan. What would be the reason to go to a beach that is not getting a tan? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't, that's the thing. I don't know either. I don't, I don't know either. Why not just stay inside with your windows boarded up? Uh, I mean, I, I do. I typically do. Do that. Well, I mean, these well, people, you know, I mean, these women are all very concerned about uh, their the fairness of their skin, right? And you know, okay. uh, on these like Chinese websites, you know, oh, and they they pray, they sing the praises of this this new product and say, oh, this item is very effective in keeping the UV out, like as in UV rays, mm-hmm. and it's very comfortable. With this, you can do whatever you want on the beach, uh, with no worry of getting burned <laughs> or tanned. Um, no, no worry of getting burned. They've got. I almost say like camo, camo patterns on these face keenies. You got to blend in sometimes. Do people hunt in them? That would be terrible. I mean, you'd just frighten away all the animals because they'd be like, "Why is this? Why does this person have turquoise skin?" Right? Like, <laughs> and a gun, <laughs> and a gun. Oh my god! Like this would be so frightening. Right. In fact, I think the government is worried about this because about about the face kinny problem. Yeah. Well, no, the government is uh, is concerned that the ma- masks could be used to rob banks. Oh, I see. Well, that seems like a pretty natural conclusion to me when you see a bunch of people running around with masks on of whatever color. Is that they're crooks? That they're crooks, absolutely. Are there any banks that are sand and beach and tropical themed? Well, no, that's, you, you have the beachfront banks because that's where you deposit your sand dollars. Ho! Woo! Ho! All right! Okay. Now we're podcasting. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? Did you guys hear that goof reverberation? <laughs> <laughs> I need to know if Adam has anything he has to tell us about Italy. You went to Italy. Did you find anything? Was, is there anything still over there, or are they all gone? Well, the Italians seem to be in yeah. scarce supply, um, if that's what you're asking about. There are a number of foreigners. There are a number of people from Africa. Sure. I'm sure that's not very politically correct. But, you know, we were, uh, we were in Florence, and there were a, a number of tourists. Mm-hmm. 
the sort of most notable bit of my experience there yeah. was yeah. one of their delicacies, right? So of pasta. Course, did you have some pasta? Um, not very much, but I had. I did have some very good pasta. I kind of concentrated. Did you have a linguine? Um, no, no, no. But I had a really interesting variety of pasta called, pasta called Storza Prezzi, which uh-huh. means priest chokers. <laughs> And get this. So I order this. I've never I've heard about what this is. So I, I go to a restaurant and there's strozza prezzi on the menu. And so I say, hey, I've heard about this pasta called priest chokers. I've got to order it and see what it actually is. So I order it. And what comes out but five balls, pasta balls. Okay. What is a pasta um, ball? There's an obvious joke there that none of us are going to make. I just want to um, no, I'll make the joke about the uh, – oh, there's also yeah, a club boys. called Priest Chokers in Italy too that Adam went to later on. But that's a different story. There, no, there's in fact another joke there to be had as well. And sort of what I was more concerned about was that these were um, somehow related to altar boys. Yes. these. The, this is the remains of altar boys. Well, altar boy balls specifically. That's why priests choke on them. Would you call that a castrato or a castrati? Yeah, those are the those are the, the castrated boys who sing, right? So you you are suggesting that – as these priests are uh, abusing little little boys, they are also taking their balls and serving them up as delicacies. No, I think they're choking on them. That's what I think. But they didn't you? You said they served you some balls. Well, they served me pasta balls. My thing is that they served you five balls. So some dude is running around still with one ball left. Well, uh, presumably they they castrated an, an even number of. They did the number of castrations, which resulted in an even number of balls, and the preferred <laughs> serving size happens to be five. So maybe they cast, maybe they castrated five boys and have two servings of five, right? Right, sure. Because naturally, no, who wants to eat five balls by themselves? You gotta have, you gotta have two. <laughs> Something like that. Definitely a date-oriented place with your right. priest choking. So I kind of, I didn't, I didn't have too much pasta. I kind of concentrated on the on the dried meats and cheeses, and sure, the, the very, and the very good wines and so forth. Um, mm-hmm. So my most interesting experience was in eating cured lard, which is called, um, they called it like marble lard, and, and they basically have this huge <laughs> yeah, tub. because that makes it sexier. Absolutely. Like, they, they have this huge tub of that's made from some kind of special marble, and they, like, rub the inside of the tub with garlic and, you know, herbs and stuff, and then they put just, they sort of pile fat into it okay. and, a- and age it in marble for a while, and then they slice it up like, you know, any old salami or sausage or whatever and, and serve it to you. I mean, was this good? Was it? Was Wait, it... I, I stopped. Sorry, I stopped listening for a second. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. What was the point? They just they have this marble bowl and they put lard in it and then they serve it to you. Well, it's like it's like lard that's been aged in in marble, like you know, aged meat, right? So they slice it up into thin slices and. What does age do to lard? Like a cured meat. Yeah, it cures it. So they slice it up like you like you know bacon or something. It like has that oh, sort of consistency. Oh, oh. I should point okay. out I don't, just, I don't know what a cured meat actually is. I just know that that is a thing you can do to meat. You know, but it's just pure fat, right? And then they serve it in sandwiches all melted. Oh, that's fa- that sounds fantastic. Um, it's actually really tasty. It's just very gooey and has the, a pretty sort of gross texture. And also a pretty sort of gross health impact, presumably. Presumably, it's not very good for your heart. <laughs> But McDonald's is. McDonald's is, which is why we are eating it so much in the United States. Right? Oh, hey, you know, I was reading something that I enjoyed because it validated one of my own eating practices. I was, uh, I was reading about egg yolks and cholesterol. Uh-huh. Mm. Apparently, eating egg yolks can accelerate heart disease right. uh, almost as much as smoking can. There was a study published in the, let's see here, the, the journal Atherosclerosis. 
Bless you. Yeah. <laughs> it found that eating egg yolks regularly increases plaque buildup about two-thirds as much as smoking does. And uh, for those with increased, in, for the increased coronary risk, such as diabetics, eating an egg yolk a day can increase coronary risk by up to five times. So the reason this impacts my life is because, and Kedar, you might not know this about me. Adam, I think you do know this about me because I demonstrated it the last time you were over. Well, we, 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 we participate. We shared a meal. Right? <laughs> we shared a, a deluxe meal. I hard boil all my eggs just for ease of consumption. But I don't really like the yolk, so I just throw the yolk away. And oh, so you, you're fine. So I'm you good. You dodged a bullet. The, the good stuff in the egg is really the white stuff, basically just pure protein. You, you down some of that stuff a few times a day, and then you go... Then you, then you go on Podsidon. That's right. Or, I was, well, or like a bodybuilding competition. Unless this is actually a bodybuilding competition... And you guys haven't informed me about it properly. Well, so part of Will's preparation for Podsidon is to down, um, you know, raw egg, for example. <laughs> That's right. I get my Rocky on. Absolutely. You know, and it's I get really fired up. Mm-hmm. Um, Why do you hard boil the eggs? They don't, I don't think they reduce the work. If anything, I think they make more of a mess because then you gotta you gotta crack oh you take off all the little shell pieces and then you know sometimes you forget a piece ah oh, god damn it i left the shell i missed the shell piece on the egg and then oh now i'm eating the little shell you know it, it's just i would i don't know if it's very it's very frustrating apparently i'm make, apparently i'm making eggs with walter Matthau in the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> but no but the reason i do that is because it's a cleanup right if you hard-boil eggs, you just boil them and there's no cleanup. You just have hard-boiled eggs. I don't have to, like, yeah, scrape but... the egg juice off of a thing. I'm very – I'm all about low kitchen work <laughs> to a, to an insane degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if if you just have to get – you know, this sort of the – one of Will's uh, favorite meals back in the day sort of epitomizes this low kitchen work um, philosophy of his. Yeah. Which is basically if you have sort of two containers for food that you can just throw away – then that's perfect, right? Like a loaf of bread and a can of ragu. <laughs> that's right. I, I I had a thing there where I prego is the thing you're actually thinking of. Oh, there prego. was a there was a prego sauce uh, a few years back that was like a some sort of a heart smart. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it followed the pattern of my foods that I that I end up liking. It it, it was eventually discontinued, uh, not like a month after I discovered it. But I one certain line of prego. I really fell in love with, and I would just sit at my, I would keep a loaf of bread by my computer, and then several, I bought several of those cans of Prego sauce as they were discontinued and reduced in price, and I would just sit there and dip the bread in the Prego, because I I didn't want to go to the kitchen, and there was no, it was just easy, it was very easy, and it was very tasty, And, and now I'm in therapy three times a week. Because of, because of the sauce. I feel That's quite f- good because I've always wanted to talk about this on Podsidon, or at least have it mentioned. And there we are. That's the story. That's the Prego story. Prego sauce. Uh, so the, the Prego company is owned by the Campbell Soup Company. Okay. Wait, no. Which is owned by even... Johnson & Johnson. Mm-hmm. Which is owned by two guys named Johnson. <laughs> or is it one guy with two Johnsons? <laughs> That's definitely what it is. I mean, that's what I'd call my company if it... It's like, you know, you'd win bar bets all the time. I want to come. Yeah, what do you call it? John Scott, why'd you call that? Well, how many drinks do you want to buy me? <laughs> I heard. You know, you were going to say something about the, the Campbell's company? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's upsetting to me that the Prego is just... I don't mean to upset you now. 
Well, I mean, this is it's very upsetting. Like, I didn't need to know hey, this. Hey, this, but... this is a comedy podcast. There's no reason to be upset. Wait, this is comedy? <laughs> sort of. It's sort of a comedy. Yeah, I know. It's kind of hard to tell. Well, sometimes. I don't know if that would hold up in court. Judge, is there? do we have an answer there? Wait, if the, I mean, if this is supposed to be comedy, and if we're, we are taking this to court, I want to know what you guys think about this uh, this Samsung-Apple uh, business. The ruling came down, and uh, the court in San Jose said, Samsung has infringed on many of Apple's patents. Uh, they have okay. they have been copying the intellectual property. Uh, and, oh. and, and it's stuff like... Oh, well, the iPhone has rounded corners, and Samsung stole the idea for rounded corners from, from Apple on phones. Right, who in turn stole it from, like, Babylonian architects. Yeah, like, so. I mean, it just—this seems ridiculous to me on its face. And then on top of that, it seems unfair because Apple is based out of Cupertino, California. Of course, Samsung is from frickin' South Korea. The trial was held in San Jose. I mean, how the hell is that fair? Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking. Well, everyone, everyone knew the way to San Jose. That was that was why that happened. I hereby nominate myself as the representative of <laughs> Babylonian architects, and I would like to find the settlement <laughs> from Apple. Yeah, we have an expert here on the show. This is the third time uh, that Adam has been referred to as an expert, and I, I I'm going to be honest. I this has never happened before. Adam, give us just a little bit. Give us a snapshot, if you would, of Babylonian life as you experienced it many millennia ago. Did they yeah, eat right. the egg yolks? I want to know if they ate the egg yolks. They, yeah. Well, in um, in, in the Babylonia of yore, um, sure. chickens did not lay eggs. In fact, there were no egg-laying birds to speak of. Okay. So I'm not sure. You know, the egg is a relatively new concept for, um, for <laughs> Babylonians. It originally came out of the uh, Campbell Soup Company. People don't know that. I see. Do you, let me ask you guys a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you part of the KISS army? No. Um, I don't think so, no. <laughs> not, Just straight up no. <laughs> not to my knowledge, anyhow. Well, KISS, people who are part of the KISS army, buckle up. KISS is releasing the KISS Monster, a compendium of photographs and band trivia. This is a book that they're releasing for $4,250. Uh, the book is taller than a meter and weighs more than 50 pounds. Um, and, 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 and as much of a KISS fan as I am, I just don't have mm-hmm. the space on my bookshelves for that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I have the space in my airplane hangar for that. What about your basement? Uh, <laughs> definitely, it's space in the basement. Well, after I put in the full theater yeah. or whatever I was talking about. Oh, right. <laughs> KISS is releasing a book? When I, see, when I see Gene Simmons emblazoned across the cover of a book, I say, well, there's going to be some literary merit in there. Agreed, agreed. And speaking of Gene Simmons, so... I got on. Oh, and speaking of Twitter feeds, how these how these uh, things are gelling. Amazing, amazing. I, I happened on Gene Simmons' Twitter account. One, Can one I give you guys not, a little... one? Does not happen on these things. You went out in search of Gene Simmons' Twitter account and you found it. Well, one does not simply walk into Gene Simmons' Twitter account. But mm. you know, I was reading about the Kiss Monster, and so I said, "Oh, Gene Simmons is on Twitter." I discovered. Okay, let's see what he has to say. So, can I just give you guys a little taste? Can I give you guys a little sample? Of what what's going on in Gene Simmons' life? A little sample, yeah. like at like at Costco. All right. Tom Cruise was simply great in Rock of Ages. <laughs> That's I didn't need to hear that. We all went to Adam Sandler's movie premiere. Hilarious. <laughs> I don't think anyone has said that anywhere ever. TNT running reruns of The Mentalist, my new favorite show. There, you know his his tweets. <laughs> hey Gene Simmons. 
How do you get your awesome taste? Well, you know, his tweets sort of seem to seem to take a particular form. There's like the event, and then there's Gene Simmons' commentary or opinion on the on the thing that was discussed in the first sentence. I can sort of understand him bringing up Rock of Ages because maybe there was a Kiss song in it. I don't know. Wait, should we, should we talk about Snooky? Because I feel like this is the this is the most recent news. I'm not a I'm not a Snooky acolyte. What's going on? with Well, her? she just gave birth. Am I am I um, you know begging y'all's pardons? Um, am I supposed to know who Snooky is? She was. How can we describe Snooky to someone who doesn't know? She's uh, she's an icon. She's an American icon. You know how people talk about JFK? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like our present day JFK. I think we. She's a lot like JFK. Where have I been? Then. Well, you've been in Italy. That explains it. They don't have Snookies in Italy. I see. Oh, no, they don't have Snookies in Italy. They have choking priests. I bet Italians actually don't like Snooky at all. Oh, good point. Yeah, they probably okay. hate it. It's like people from New Jersey don't like Snooky, right? Like, they say, no, Snooky, she does not represent us. You know, we are sophisticated people in New Jersey, which is complete garbage. I mean, the whole the whole state smells like armpit trash, right? But Oh, here we go. No, it does. I mean, it does. It do- I mean, I think most people from New Jersey would agree that you got the main uh, highway cutting through the state dotted with chemical plants. I mean, of course it's going to smell bad. Not only that, but the people are disgusting. So Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that about sums it up, I think. Podsiden endorses this assessment of New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that, but sure. This, That's fine. The uh, She named her kid Lorenzo. I think I know one Lorenzo. I don't think I like him very much, though. After the Medici figure? I think they're going to call him Enzo for short. Like the Ferrari? Oh, that could be it. Yeah. So Snooky is apparently a human that gives birth. <laughs> she, she has that capability and apparently just utilized it. Oh, is this recently. so? This is I, not I what she's a, known for necessarily. Uh, she's a midwife. She gives birth. That's her. That's her profession. I see. She's on television. Midwifery. She's on. Yeah, uh, Jersey Midwifery is the name of the new show she's on. Okay. It's where she deals with pregnant women and then she she helps them birth their pregnancies i don't really know how is that how babies work i honestly don't really know how babies come out they put them together at the hospital okay they assemble them is what you're saying well i mean that's what hospitals are for yeah okay they have little baby arms and baby legs sort of in stock yeah dude i mean why else would it take i mean if you want to be an OBGYN, you have to go to school for like 15 years that's true it's a long time yeah i mean it and of course we all know what we all know what OBGYN stands for which is what Uh, obvious building Gur- <laughs> Fuck, I can't do it. I can't do it. I tried. I tried. I thought I had something. Well done. Well done. A for effort. Obvious building girls, yes, boys. <laughs> That's what it stands for. OBGYB. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> obvious, OBG- obvious building girl, yes, no. It's a t- it's see because it's binary. You can either girl or not. They do girl first because most people want girls, and then I think that's the logic behind it. Um, I'm more interested in telling you guys about uh, the 20th annual Gentlemen's Club Owners Expo in Las Vegas this weekend. Oh, that's okay, th- now, wait, that's this weekend. That's this weekend. God, probably right now. It's happening right oh, now. Oh man, you forgot about your flight. I know. No, I'm making a presentation. God. If you, can I make a call? <laughs> can you make a? You know what? I'll call. I'll call after. I'll call. After. They're they're probably wondering where the hell I am. Kate, our proud proprietor of the Spearmint Rhino. <laughs> Apparently, the expo's seminars, trade show, and special events will reflect the current state of the gentlemen's club industry and salute its history. 
Salute, they're going to salute its history, yes. So will Johnson & Johnson be there? They, they will almost certainly be That's there. That's weird, though. I mean, uh, it's weird to me that all these conventions always happen in Vegas, right? Like, you never see a convention in uh, Cleveland or Toledo or Dayton or Cincinnati. I guess what I'm saying is I just want to see more conventions in Ohio. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I was going to say. Why four Ohio cities? <laughs> I just... <laughs> Uh, I mean, no. We Why don't... is nothing happening in Ohio? We're... Drew Carey was right. Cleveland rocks. Can we please bring more stuff to Ohio? Like strippers. I want more gentlemen's clubs in Ohio and their expo. This conference isn't supposed to have any strippers. It's the people who own the strip clubs, right? Gentlemen's Club Owners Expo, yeah. And I have a, f- a figure here that I thought was surprising. There are approximately 4,000 gentlemen's clubs in the United States. Oh, that's it? Doesn't that seem low? Yeah, doesn't that seem really low? I mean... Yeah, I, I might say there's that many in Houston alone or something. I would think that's what I'm thinking. Like, maybe it's because we grew up in, like, major metropolitan areas, but I think I've seen that many just walking around. Like, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, I don't think – they probably don't have that many uh, gentlemen's clubs in, like, Dayton or Cincinnati <laughs> or – No, no, I don't think they do. <laughs> I, have a, uh, I have a Netflix pick. Do you guys want to hear about a Netflix pick? Yeah, let's do those. Let's do those. Okay. The Netflix pick for this week – and this is kind of a classic, not really as obscure as maybe the Netflix picks normally are, but it is nevertheless available to stream on Netflix, and I recommend that everyone do so. Kickboxer 4, The Aggressor. Now, this is one of my favorites. Uh, streetwise fighter David Sloan, portrayed by Sasha, Mi- Sasha Mitchell, returns for the fourth installment of the Kickboxer series. This time around, he's trapped inside a prison for a murder he didn't commit. Oh. And his wife has become a sexual slave in his absence. The authorities agree to release him if he can lead them to the hideout of Tong Po, the villain who's holding his wife captive. But can he deliver the goods? Kickboxer 4. So what I'm getting out of this, what I'm getting out of this conversation is that this this podcast has just started shilling for commercial interests like McDonald's and Netflix and Apple and Samsung. And so how much of the Netflix pick of the week have you seen this week? I have seen approximately four and a half minutes of it. <laughs> I mean, I watched the credits, like the opening credits. Those were okay. Yeah. There, there was some fabulous 1994 music. Some good rising action in the opening credits. <laughs> there was the, the very beginning of the rising action happened. The, the leavening of the action, so to speak. Right. Ooh, the leavening of the action. Podsiden, the leavening of the action. Now... Sasha, Bar- Sa- I keep wanting, to, I keep wanting to say Sasha Baron Cohen Mitchell, <laughs> um, who was who was step by step, and later, of course, on Borat. <laughs> God, step by step, it's been a long time. Step by step, step- Suzanne Summers, right? That was yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. good God, Patrick Duffy. What are you doing now? Like, how's your career, dog? I, I mean, uh, I, I, it's. it's rough. I mean, looking back on those shows, it's surprising that anyone watched TV at all back then. Eight different children who played children who are now adults. Where are your careers? What what happened, guys? How were the, how are the early nineties doing? They might have gone on to be quite successful in other fields. Adam's telling me he has to go soon. How soon? Couple minutes. Five ten. Wait, couple minutes. Where are you going? It's it's a Sunday evening there, right? This has been this has been a really international pod side. Absolutely. So if if I can understand if you need to drop out now, maybe Kadar and I could do some things. Yeah, we could we can continue. Wait, where where are you where are you off to? Are you going to go like do a f- hot dog eating contest or something? I mean, what the hell could there possibly be going on? And that was my that was my first There's guess. A, a, a maypole dance going on down the street that I got to participate in. Oh, that sounds that sounds great though. What do you you dance with a pole or with someone else around a pole? 
what happens is you have like a, a big pole and a bunch of ribbons attached to it and each big long ribbons and you know this is like a 20 foot pole say 30 foot pole dude that's a load of crap i don't buy any of this absolutely not tell us <laughs> so and every person is hold there's a bunch of people and for every ribbon there's a person holding it and then at a somebody gives a signal and people start running wildly wildly but in some sort of like, coordinated way in a formation some sort, some of, sort formation. of formation around the pole so the end result is that these various ribbons which are different colors kind of get twisted around the pole in some you know decorative way i see Tell me a little about the music offerings. Could there be maybe a lute? I'm not completely sure. You know, if there were things like lutes and, you know, like, I don't know, pipes back in the day, now it's probably just Dizzy Rascal. <laughs> sure, Dizzy Rascal. Yeah. Right. Famed lute and pipe player, Dizzy Rascal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Among other things. I did have a question, though, just for sort of the reference of our audience. Okay. When we say the name of this podcast, do we... Do we do we pronounce it Podsidon or Podsidon? Okay, you're you're asking about pronunciation now. Thank you for bringing this up. Quite well. I say Podsidon with a soft S, not a Z. Mm-hmm. I say Podsidon. I've heard Podsidon. <laughs> I've heard Podsidon. I prefer Podsidon. Emphasis on the pod. That way, people understand what it is. Yeah, it's a pod cast. Mm-hmm. And we are pod people. But to be honest, we didn't spend any time talking about Poseidon. Well, no, no, we we never do. Oh, <laughs> Kate! I thought it was a Greek, like a Greek mythology fan cast. <laughs> if you were under a wrong impression, all of this was just sort of preparation for the the main parts of the podcast. But then I go on iTunes now, and someone else has jacked that name for another podcast. Oh, that's unfortunate. Do they actually talk about Greek mythology? I think it's about movies. Oh, they, so... they say the Podsidon Adventure. Oh, that sounds ridiculous. Yeah. At any rate, Adam. Uh, you feel free to sign off whenever you need to. And hey, good luck with the hot dogs. Mm-hmm. And at the Maypole. Do um, you, each, you each carry a hot dog around the Maypole? That must well, be the, the idea is that this is sort of um, the Maypole and the hot dog eating contests are both vestiges of, or rather the whole idea is to um, celebrate phallic objects. So we have poles. Oh, we have, so we it's really a penis dogs. festival. Basically, and of course, all the attendees are men. <laughs> okay, that's. Um, it's been uh, it's been a pleasure. Okay, have you been edutained? That's really my only goal here. As long as as long as my guests and my listeners are edutained. Edutained, yes, um, both. All right, dude, are you leaving? You've been leaving for like ten minutes here. <laughs> <laughs> I take my time with farewells. I, yeah, they're very difficult for me. Yeah, I understand. All right, so he's gone. Good. We were talking about some. We were talking about some kickboxer. Do we have any more remarks about that? I don't really know what kickboxer is, or, or I don't really know what kickboxer is, and neither do I care. But okay, that's <laughs> I understand. Later today, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be doing this food challenge, this eating challenge, where there's this uh, Vietnamese restaurant nearby here, and they have this challenge, uh, where they have two pounds of noodles and two pounds of beef. In the in in their soup, right in the sure, and you got to finish that in an hour. Okay, and if you if you finish in an hour, then you don't have to pay them, and they give you the bowl. And I really want the bowl. <laughs> I really it's a it's a nice bowl. Like I I saw it. Okay, I'm wondering what the smartest way to go about doing this is. I'm thinking I'm thinking you don't want to take the whole hour. I'm thinking you want to get it done in like 20 minutes before you realize that you're actually full. Right. And when you say a nice bowl, what's so like? What is the component of the bowl? That's, it's so it's it's so perfect. First of all, it's it's big, right? Like okay, uh, it, you because it's got a whole like that much soup, 
So it's yeah. huge, and it's thick, and it's glass, and it's thick. Like, the bowl itself is thick, which is very nice. Like I've never... How heavy are we talking? It's kind of heavy. Like, I don't, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't really know. It's a nice piece of... Uh, <laughs> What do, what do you call that? It's not cutlery. It's more china. Bowlery, yeah. Bowlery. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice piece of ceramic there you go. thing. I have some more stuff. What I do sometimes on Podsiden is I have a holiday roundup. This is a roundup of certain holidays, certain observances that I want people to be aware of. First of all, September is Bourbon Heritage Month. So if you're a bourbon man, get prepped for that. It's also International Strategic Thinking Month. Not not really sure about that one. I, I guess every month should be strategic thinking. I would month. think you'd want to do some of that in every month. Yeah. yeah, it's also subliminal communications month. Oh, yeah. So that might keep your eyes peeled. That might go well with the critical thinking. I'm not saying I'm not saying anything, but if you play this episode of Podside and backwards, right, 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 you, you might hear a message about Satanism. I'm just saying, it's it's yeah. that might be a thing that you hear. I mean, Give maybe, it a shot. Maybe, you never know. I'm sure some of the episodes you could play forward in your messages about Satanism. <laughs> That's true. No FCC here. We yeah. can say whatever yeah. we want. <laughs> now, September 4th, I want to tell you about. Okay. September 4th is Newspaper Carrier Day. This is, uh, this is a day that honors, uh, in 1833, the first American paper boy was hired. I assume American. The article I read didn't specifically say American, but I'm assuming that... This was not the first person that ever delivered a newspaper. Yeah, ever. this seems this seems yeah. like a load of crap. <laughs> so it, it could very well be. So apparently in 1833, the first American paper boy was hired on this day. Or maybe he completed his first delivery on this day, not sure. He delivered the New York Sun was the publication, which um, I, I'm not sure that one's still going strong. How you doing, New York Sun? You still around over there? I don't, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, New York Sun is not around. Don't think that one's still here. Um, September 7th is salami day what kind of salami i mean there are many different kinds of salami right well it's just salami day uh and i mean there's all sorts of salami i think they're all included on on salami day just a general you know celebrating the salami and uh, admiring the salami on salamiday.com there are a few suggestions as to how one might celebrate salami day uh can i can i give you a few of these suggestions okay yeah I mean, I would. Can I tell you how I would celebrate it? How would you celebrate it? First I would, of all, yeah. I would celebrate it by uh, eating some salami. That's what you. Okay, sure. That's what you would do. Probably I, not an uncommon way to celebrate. In a way, it's like I've been celebrating Salami Day on other days. You know that aren't. Uh, yeah, just your whole life, really. It's yeah. been one long Salami Day. Yeah, no, I understand. And like now, I'm worried that I've upset the system, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to lose my license. This was Kedar's. Salami year, I think, was what the last year was. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, these are some more creative suggestions. Uh, if you want to get really into it, is what I'm saying. Uh, pin the tail on the salami. Mmm. Yeah. Bobbing for salami. Even more delightful when floating in a tub of hot butter. Watch out for your arteries, though. Oh, God. Floating I just in don't a even know where to begin with a, that one. Uh, a tub. Fine. Bobbing for salami. Um... You can also have a Salami Day costume contest. Salami party hats. No, I, do, I wouldn't want to dress up. Like, would you dress up as a salami for, like, Halloween? These people would. I mean, whenever I have, uh, have to go to a Halloween thing and people are like, oh, you should dress up, I always just wear my regular clothes and I just tell people that I'm, I'm an off-duty fill-in-the-blank, right? Like, You're an off-duty salami impersonator. I understand. 
Yeah. Like, oh, oh, you want to know? Oh, I'm an off-duty cop. Okay. Where's your Where's your badge? Oh, I don't need my badge because no. I'm off-duty. Doesn't, right? doesn't, you're like, not doing your job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, what are you this year? Oh, I'm an off-duty Elvis impersonator. I see. Oh, where, where's your, like, hair with the gel and everything? No, I'm off-duty. Yeah. Right? Just lay off. You could also invite every guest to bring a wiener dog to the salami party, which is definitely something you should do. Or you could just play a good old game of sausage ball. Sausage ball. That seems like sausage that ball. sounds like a euphemism for something else. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on there. You could do a knitting or crocheting party to make doilies and coverlets for your salami. <laughs> something I often do. Uh, you could do a salami sculpture contest. You could do salami trivia games. <laughs> I don't want to do. I don't want to do yeah. any of these things. <laughs> you could play name that salami by having a blindfolded taste test. I think we've reached the height of perversion now. And uh, if you need any party favors, just make a few plush salamis for your friends. Like as a pillow? When you lay down to sleep at night, you can just lay down on a salami, like a plush salami. See, my only problem with salami pillows... Or like a stuffed animal. I mean, you know, it's that kid's joke about, you know, oh, you know, I, I, I dreamt I was eating marshmallows and then I woke up and my pillow was gone. Well, I mean, if your pillow's made of salami, your pillow will actually be gone and it won't be a joke. Because you will have just consumed about 10 pounds of salami in your or sleep. Or like an animal will have, and then they will also consume you, because that's unsafe to like sleep with food. I don't know why you're camping with your salami pillow, but I guess that's, what I, that's the first thing I went to. Wait, no, 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 I'm not camping. I'm just in my apartment. Okay. I just, I'm going to bed. Yeah. I get my salami pillow out, because, you know, I need something to support my head. Because you're going to bed. Yeah, I understand. And then I wake up, and it's gone, and it's not a joke about, I was eating salami while I was asleep the whole time. That's... And then you just, and then you gain weight. <laughs> sure, no, that's the end result. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that relates kids to marshmallows. It's like the, you know that study that says, uh, you know, if you you put like a five year old in a room or something. Okay. I don't know, man. Science. I don't know what these scientists are doing. Science. <laughs> They're definitely putting a lot of five year olds in rooms. <laughs> yeah, that's a Saturday. Scientists be doing these kids wrong. Yeah, yeah, I understand. But they put them in the in a room and they put them there with like a bowl of marshmallows and they say something like, oh, if you. Like, if you don't eat any of the marshmallows, like, you'll get something later or something like that. But if you eat some, then you... I don't know. It's it's some of this... It's to see if you can if you can deal with, like, delayed gratification. Um, <laughs> okay. But what they what they found is, like, you know, the kids that go into the room and, the, and don't eat any of the marshmallows, they, like, 20 years down the line end up making, like, more money and having more stable lives and... It's it's very strange. It's like, yeah, I'm unemployed now. You know, at least I got to eat those marshmallows when I was five. Like, that's I've said that I've said that often in my in my unemployment bouts. I eat marshmallows. It's know? like, well, at least I got to eat the marshmallows when the scientist took me into the room. Have you seen the marshmallow? Someone has, and this is I don't think they had these when I would have been of an age to eat a s'more or a s'more. Excuse me. They have marshmallows now that are that are thin and flat. They are the perfect size and shape. To be put on a gram with a chocolate, and then another gram. I think Wait, this but is, that's that's really dumb. You don't like that? That's stupid because marshmallows, when you heat them up, they become malleable, yeah, right? Like sure, so, malleable is probably not the right word, but you know <laughs> something you, like that. Yeah, you can you can deform their shape. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. When you when you heat them up, so what's the point, right? You you squeeze them between two graham crackers and and a big old slab of chocolate. And you're in. Well, I guess this is um, maybe if you don't have access to a campfire 
or a microwave <laughs> or anything that generates heat or anything that generates heat i just i like to notice these things these this is an innovation that has happened it makes you feel old right it's an innovation that has happened since yeah. since I have been alive, and I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like, like the idea like, that any progress – if if I come to terms with the fact that any progress has been made since I right. have been alive, then I start to thinking a, about how I've been alive for so goddamn long. No, no, yeah, I don't, I don't want to think about that at all. It's very depressing. Isn't it really? Like how old are we at this point? We're so fucking old. It's it's not. I don't want to think about. It. I want to push rewind on this. I, I've wanted to push rewind on this thing for like five years now, and it hasn't worked. <laughs> Sorry, no, I know. Um, but it's like when celebrities, when you see on TV, when you see people playing high schoolers on TV that are younger than you, and they're already like ten years older than being in high school. Yeah. When when you see yeah. them younger than you, that's when you know, like, you are an old ass man. It's like, uh, it's depress. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring us down. The thing is, though, I feel like. At least our generation has figured out that, you know, even though we're old, we don't need to act like we're old. We can continue being kids. Let's not blame ourselves for it, though. We'll blame other things. I want to blame the economy. Yeah, I sure. Want to blame, of I want to blame global warming. Right. I want to blame... Can we blame, um, the, can we blame the 1%? People are doing a lot of that lately. I'm, I want to blame the 1%, yes. Okay. It is definitely the 1%. Like, uh, one thing that kids have is nicknames kids have nicknames they have cute nicknames they, they you got your jimmies you got your you got Jim, your billies yeah okay you think, got your i think those could be uh, adult nicknames also <laughs> but you sure. got your sammies sammy you okay. got your sammy i have encountered many people who growing up had a nickname and now they have decided that oh no i can't have this childish nickname attached to attached to me i need to be they've graduated to the full name i'm not dicky anymore i'm i'm rich i'm richard I'm Richard. Don't call me Dickie. No. I'm not I'm not Robbie. No. I'm Rob. Robert. No or sometimes. They went halfway. They Rob. went just to Rob. Uh, I don't think that. So they're sort of still in their transition period then. I don't think I don't know, but that that just seems ridiculous to me. I okay. mean, stick with the goddamn nickname. Like, would you ever watch Late Night with James Fallon? I wouldn't. I can't say that I'd watch Late Night anything with any Fallon. <laughs> but, you know, I uh, Oh, it's interesting you bring that up. Can we can we go off a minute here on uh, occasionally I I go on to Hulu and I look at the guests that the people have had in the last week or so just mm. you know because sometimes there are some guests you want to see like I always I always watch whenever Charles Barkley is on any of those programs I don't oh, yeah but, no no I do the same thing I think everyone does that okay so I so I look at who Leno has had on recently you know it gives you the picture preview of each episode and I. I can't tell. I, I, I look at the celebrity on the at the seat and I say, well, wait, who's that? I can't. It's like this guy with a with a kind of a weird, like a full beard and long kind of curly hair. I have no idea who this is. And I hover over it and it says, Jay welcomes Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. OK, so I'm like, well, I got to see this, right? Shia wait, why? La- well, because he has because of the hair. He comes out and he's got enormous hair. He has a beard that is mostly localized to the neck area and, like, long, long curly hair. Yeah, I'm looking at this picture right now. Yeah, yeah. And he comes out, and this guy on Leno, he he comes out, he immediately starts talking really fast. And you can tell he's trying really hard to be funny. And he starts talking about, like, chickens. He, oh, man, chickens. Oh, chickens. They, I have a bunch of chickens at my house, Jay. And, uh, oh, it's tough. Yeah, it's like a house full of chickens. And uh, it's like, gosh, it's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. All the chickens got killed. And... And it's like, oh, it's just the worst. And the audience is like, Wah! and I'm like, Jay, 
get your shit together. Mm. And then and then Jay says, and then what does Leno say? Well, let me, let me ask you, was it a, was it a flock of chickens? Uh, he's like, yeah, 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 Jay, six, six counts as a flock, flock of chickens. Yeah, well, uh, let me ask you about those uh, flocking chickens. And the audience goes, ah, 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 ah. hey, Jay Leno, like, it's time to retire, dude. Well, okay. Shia, it's time for a haircut and an assistant that can remind you not to put on your stupid fake New York comic voice and tell stories about chickens. And Jay, it's time to retire. I do agree that the quality of that show has gone down tremendously, especially since the it's, whole fiasco with Conan. It's rough, um, man. Like, I, I used to be a Jay apologist back in the 90s, and it's, it's just, it's rough. Like, it's bad. <laughs> it, no, it's really bad, but the, the studio audience is usually made up of tourists, and these are usually tourists from either other parts of the world which means they don't understand humor at all or yeah, sure they are from the midwest and they love them they're offended by people like letterman and and i get being offended by letterman because letterman's kind of just a big asshole that's his shtick which and mm-hmm. i can't even watch his program any, program anymore because all he ever does is ask celebrities about their children and i just don't i don't fucking care about people's children like stop stop trying to pretend you're a normal human being like us you don't like i just i don't want to hear about it so let me see here uh, what else did I have going on? Well, there's this guy here. Uh, he's just been sitting here in the corner the whole time. He, he well, he checks the levels, and okay. he's kind of interesting. Wait, he, do you want to? He's your, you want to do this? He's your level man. No. Oh, well, gonna, he, well, he che- he checks the levels on the you know on the vo- and he you know he deals with the board because you know I've been distracted with the laptop. Here. No, yeah, you can't deal uh, with all that. Yeah, yeah, but he's the the nice thing about him is he's he's from uh, New England. He's from Boston. He is from Boston. You, How about that? Do you want to? Should do, we get do, it? Can we get it? Should, does he want to say a few things? Do you, here, 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 here. I'll, okay, I'll him, give him the yeah, mic. Here him. we go. All right. All right. Hello? Hello? Oh, hello. I, you've been watching the levels. Are they okay? Right. I was watching the levels. I, I just say, yeah, I watch the levels. It's uh, it's all right. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, early on a Sunday morning. I probably should be at church or something. I'm not. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's kind of an unusual time to be doing this. So uh, thank you for... Kader needs help watching you know, the levels. But, you know, I but it's it's all right, you know, because I I went over to the uh, I I got some coffee and uh, it was okay. Would you yeah. just well, you know what they you know what they don't have you know you know what I like uh, I like uh, uh, the Dunkin' Donuts we this we have back in Boston we have a lot of Dunkin' Donuts and people okay. yeah. yeah over here it's all about oh oh we go to Starbucks oh we go to we go up to San Francisco we get oh this special coffee from. Yeah. Uh, Columbia, some yeah, shit like that, bean, right? Coffee bean, what the, what the fuck, right? Yeah, what the fuck kind of coffee? Fucking Columbia, or I don't know. Anyway, you don't right? even know where so that is. That's not even a real country, is it? I don't think it's. I mean, they, I know there's. They named one of the space shells Columbia, but I was. Uh, I don't. Why would we? Yeah, name, but that was after the university, would, though. Yeah, why would we name? Why would we name uh, a space shuttle? Right after uh, a, a non-existent after nation. Some, no, I get what you're saying. After some, well, no, they say it's in South America. Well, why would we name a space shuttle after a South American country? It, not, it, not, it doesn't make any sense. You're right; it doesn't. Say, uh, so are you? Are you just visiting California, or are you? Are you? No, I work. I work here at the okay. station. It's um, oh, you, okay. So you're you're like the full time level guy. Uh, well, yeah, we need people to check the levels. We need people to uh, fix the equipment when it gets broken. Sure, when and, Kadar uh, gets too crazy in the studio. No, I understand. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Kara's fine, but you know, he's he's not he's not very smart, and no, uh, that's true, <laughs> right? Uh, hold on, we got uh, this girl is back here. She wants to. Uh, uh, she's gonna go mess up the. 
All right, I oh, go someone's interfering with the levels. Well, no, not the levels. She's going to go break this. She's, I think she's here to steal stuff again. She was stealing oh, stuff last Okay. Lot, I tell you, this place is full of criminals. A lot of theft in the, in the studio. It's full of criminals. People come in here, and they, they give out so many keys to the goddamn station. People come in, and no, yeah. they just, they're just stealing all the... No, that's this, terrible. Oh, God, God damn it. All right, I... So you, you know what, you know what, you 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 have a good time. I don't know where you're probably in Columbia. Some, I'm de- uh, yeah, we're podcasting now from the jungles. Hey, you have fun in the, uh, the jungles. La and, coca. Uh, yeah, that's right. All right, I, let me here. I'll give him the mic. Hey, you can you know do you know how to do you know how to watch the levels? Yeah, I got it. I got it. All right. All right. Okay, so he right. that, that seems like an interesting fellow. Yeah. He's like groundskeeper Willie, right? Like, I don't know what he does here. He comes in, and then he, okay. you know. Sounded, I gotta be honest, sounded kind of like an older guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's older. 60, it's creepy. 50, 60. No, it's super creepy, because, okay. I mean, this is a college radio station, and he's, he just hangs around hangs here. Hangs around it's, looking it's, at the women, probably. Or everybody, looking at everybody. Why not? Hey, did you hear that thunder crack outside? Is that, did that come up on the mic? Wait, it, was that thunder? That was thunder? That was thunder. It's storming. Have, it's storming here. You have no idea how much I miss like good rain. Like there's no rain here. Like I'm used to, I'm used to good thunderstorms. Mo- most most people like it to be 75 and sunny and not a cloud in the sky, and they want to be on the beach, wearing like a, f- a face kini. Yeah, exactly. I I want I want weather that makes people put on enough clothes to cover up their bodies so they don't have to look at their bodies. And then, I mean, I'm just tired of I'm just tired of seeing everyone's body. Can we all just put Can we just put more clothes on? Can everybody just put more clothes on? Right. I'm just I don't want to see like I know I, I want to like I know you've got it. I know you got the body. I know you got it, but I don't want to see it. You can just I believe oh. you. You've got the body. I don't oh, need to see. Oh, that was anything. nice. Yeah, you was like that, that some one? more thunder? Uh, this is like we're podcasting in the apocalypse right now. Oh, that was beautiful. Did you pick that oh, one up? I missed that so I, much. I hope that when I go back through this that it sounds just like I can pull out the sound of thunder and I can just record my own Garth Brooks song from it. It's going to be Well, awesome. you you were talking over the thunder, so that might ah, be Ah shit. Yeah. I'll have to sample Wait, some no, th- I'll have to sample some thunder later. Or maybe I'll just do a yeah, little just... foley work. <laughs>